Hi, everybody. So we're going to do something a little different today. We're not doing a mini-sode. We're going to re-release one of our older episodes. And let me tell you why. We got some information from friend of the show and friend in real life, Annie, that Ice Planet Barbarians is going nuts on TikTok. Now, we do have a TikTok account that Annie runs because Aaron and I, and I don't know if Aaron would be upset for me saying this, I'm going to speak for myself then, TikTok is a foreign country to me, so I don't really know how to use it, what to do. She's putting some fun stuff out on our TikTok. So, if you want to go to our TikTok, it's at Learning the Tropes Podcast, and there's going to be some fun stuff up there. I realized our episode that we did on Ice Planet Barbarians, the first book, is not on Spotify. There's reasons behind that I won't get into. They're technical and it's stupid. But I want some of our fans who can't access that show to hear our take on this phenomenon. Keep in mind, I I don't seem like much of a virgin now, but Ice Planet Barbarians was the fourth book that we did for the show. So it's the fourth romance I ever read. So it was a lot. And you can tell from this episode... And I'm going to be re-listening to it because I haven't listened to it since I edited it. We are going to announce our next book at the end of this episode. I'll tell everybody what we're going to be reading. So stay tuned for that. So enjoy an episode from November 28th, 2018. Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. Hey, everybody, just before we get started with this week's episode, I just wanted to give you a quick trigger warning. We do talk about sexual assault during this episode, so just wanted to give you all a heads up. All right, here we go. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Learning the Tropes. I'm Erin. I'm Clayton. And this is a podcast where a seasoned romance reader and a newbie romance reader discuss romance novels. Oh, yes. This week, you're in for a treat. Oh, uh-huh. We read a an amazing book. Yes. And it has been pure torture because we have spent the last 24 hours together and not allowed to talk about this. Yes. And it, it literally the only thing I've, I've thought of, wanted to talk about. Yes. So, of course, we read this week Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. It is book one of 16. Oh, gee, that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. And yeah. she, and this book only came out in 2015, so somebody is banging them out. Really? Yes. Yeah. Um, but before we get to all that, you had a very romance-filled week. I did. So tell, tell me about it. Well, you know how when uh, there, there's this thing that happens sometimes where you learn a new word mm-hmm. and say it's a word you never really heard before, and then... All through that next couple days, you hear that word several times because I think you're more aware of it. Yeah. Well, I've been noticing uh, romance all around me, <laughs> but actually romance in the sense of people reading romance novels. Really? Yeah. And usually I I would take a look at what people were reading on the subway, but never paid super close attention unless I recognized the cover as to something that I'd read before or at least seen. And I was on my way home from work and I saw this sweet little old man, mm-hmm. or at least in appearance, was a sweet little old man, <laughs> who was straight up reading in Harlequin romance novel right there on the subway. 
Did you see what the title was? I didn't because my eyesight's not that great that oh. I could only see the Harlequin part and then I couldn't see mm-hmm. much else. But I was like, good for you, man. I like that he also didn't feel the need to cover it up because I think that's something that romance novel readers talk about sometimes is like yes. on the subway and stuff that you want to like have it be on your Kindle or something so people don't. Yeah. I don't know because there's a lot of there's prejudice. Yes, I think there is. And that's, I think, a thing that I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. I think I struggle with that in, in regular life Yeah, is worrying too much about what th- people think of me in general, but also the kind of pop culture I'm consuming almost. Mm-hmm. So reading stuff on the subway, if I feel like I have a book that isn't it doesn't even have to be romance, but something that is light or dumb or reading a book about the insane clown posse or something and <laughs> and being ashamed of like why look at this idiot reading about you know uh icp you know uh, and i'm not a fan by the way i just read a ton of books and i've read like three books about the insane clown posse because they're interesting as a concept but yeah. they're awful as a band but that's the kind of thing i would be ashamed to be seen with a book like that because it makes me seem either stupid or that I have bad taste which brings me to my next story I mean what you just really love subcultures I I do I'm very interested in subcultures and I don't have to necessarily be part of them Mm -hmm. to be interested in them yeah but then your next story I interrupted you no no that's okay but my next story deals with that kind of I don't want to call it shame because it's it's, shame makes it sound way stronger than it is I guess Mm -hmm. maybe like mild embarrassment that I really want to get over with this podcast because I don't think you should be ashamed about what you enjoy as mm-hmm. long as it's not harmful to other people, mm-hmm. right? And it, it gives you genuine enjoyment. You should be proud of whatever you like because mm-hmm. everybody's different. And everybody deserves to like what they like. So I was reading this book mm-hmm. at work, but I was reading it on my Kindle. Okay. And I read a lot. I'm known as the reader in where <laughs> I work. I mean, a lot of people read, but I am constantly have a new book all the time. So everybody, I, I'll recommend books and I'll talk about books with people. So when I have my Kindle out, you know, they'll always ask, oh, what are you reading? And the funny thing is, is I could have lied because I was reading lied. Ice Planet Barbarians and I was in a really filthy part of it. Spoiler alert, this book is fucking filthy. <laughs> and there's no other way to say it other than fucking filthy. I'm not trying to be, you know, filthy myself. There's no other way to describe this book. <laughs> So I'm reading this and I'm at a part I'm at a very early part where it's very it's very sexual very quickly. Yeah. And all of a sudden there's this young lady who works with me who was like, "Oh, what are you reading?" And I was like, "Okay, I could lie. I could say I'm I'm reading like the new Michael Pollan or whatever, you know." But I was like, "Oh, I'm reading uh, it's called Ice Planet Barbarians." <laughs> and she looked at me like I was waiting for the like, is that a joke or because I'm a jokester at work? Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're known far and wide for the sense of humor. Uh, yes. Then I did go into my explanation of, well, I'm doing this romance podcast mm-hmm. with my friend Aaron, and it, I'm new to them, so I'm I'm reading them for the first time, and some of them she's read, and she's a real big fan. And there was another girl sitting next to me, and she was like. Oh, I'm a huge romance person. Really? And she's new. She was like very new. I had never met her before. And I mentioned uh, Kiss of the Highlander. And she was like, oh, well, Outlander is my favorite. So we were having a little bit of conversation. Mm-hmm. And then the girl who originally um, was asking me about it said, oh, you should let me know, you know, that when it comes out, the podcast, because I'd want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. So I think there's more love for those books than 
you'd expect. Mm -hmm. But I felt so embarrassed. And I don't think it was just it, it really didn't have anything to do with the fact that I'm a guy. Like I don't think the embarrassment came from that. But I think the embarrassment came from it's it, people don't look at it as the same as other kinds of books, like literature wise. Yeah. And not that everything I read, like I said, I read a lot of stuff that isn't high literature. And probably a lot, most of the stuff I read is not. Uh, what you would say is the real thinking man novels and stuff. I've read that stuff, but it's not my favorite thing to read, especially when you got an eight hour day and you want to relax and kind of get away from stuff. Reading, you know, reading a midlife crisis book is not something I necessarily want to read, written by like a 56 year old white man. Like, that's not, mm. I'll get there. Like, I'll get there, but I don't want to be there right now. So, yeah. so but reading this, I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell her and be proud of it. I did use the podcast as a caveat. But, at but I some mean, point, that's not a lie, though. It's you were not reading a, it for the podcast. But I was, I was trying to excuse it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I shouldn't have to excuse it. I mm -hmm. want to get to the point where I don't, I'm not excusing myself. I'm reading these books because I enjoy them. Mm -hmm. And I'll mention the podcast to plug it. Yeah, you got to plug that podcast. It's not going to be the reason why I like these or read these. Yeah, definitely. And well, and I think there is something about, um, you know, because I think I was this went through the same thing where I was like reading romance, but I was like really secretive about it, and I was embarrassed. And then I just finally started telling people, and then. I was on another podcast talking about being a romance lover and they're like, oh, this is your guilty pleasure. I'm like, there's no guilt associated mm -hmm. with it. And I'm like, I feel guilty about other things in my life. The last thing I'm going to be feel guilty about is like what I read, mm -hmm. like what do I, what I enjoy. And also, I mean, there is something about the fact that this is a genre dominated by women. There are men writers, but mm -hmm. the, very few um, and mostly read by women. Obviously, men read it as well, not just for podcasts. No, <laughs> like no. Men who just enjoy it. But like, although the guy in the subway, I hope he does have a podcast because oh, he was like 75 years old. That would be so cool. We should get him on. I wish I would have had cards to give him. Yeah. Be like, like, come on the podcast. Come on the podcast. Yeah. But and there's something about making things that are about women or or that women primarily enjoy having it be less than a, mm -hmm. you, like you said like a book about like a 56 year old man in a midlife crisis it's like at the end of the day like you said you're working an eight hour day do you want to read about <laughs> ice blade of barbarians or just some man staring at a wall like uh, yes i mean which is going to be more fun i i mean not to put anyone else down but it is no, like no. you do want this level of escapism that romance gives you and mm -hmm. not that romance can't be heavy and there are a lot of very heavy ones but I think, um, yeah, but I'm happy that you're coming out and telling people about it and promoting the pod. Oh, yeah. It's important. Yeah, it's it's about, you know, it's about not getting rid of the shame completely, but managing your shame. Because like <laughs> you said- that's the best we all could do. It resonated with me when you're like, I'm ashamed of a lot of other things. <laughs> and that's that is me. I'm that same way. <laughs> I can feel guilty of a lot of things I've said, done, you oh, know. exactly. But, you know, if I want a little Ice Planet Barbarian in my life- not saying that I do. We can get to the review. <laughs> All right. But. Yeah, I do feel like we have to get to the review because I am very excited. Yeah. Judge a cover. Mm -hmm. What do we think of this cover? I think it basically shows you what it is. There, There's no hiding this. There's no like, oh, this is actually like an intellectual. There's no cartoonish of it. No. Mm -mm. It's a, I, th I mean, it, it is live action, right? These are actors. Yep. On this cover, it's a woman uh, with her head thrown back in ecstasy mm -hmm. um, being embraced by a giant blue man. 
Here's the thing, though. A lot of the book is talking about his horns around his head. This no guy doesn't horns. have horns. Yep, no horns. Which I don't enjoy. Well, I, would the horns be blocking her ecstatic face? Oh, I pictured them like ram's horns. Uh, that they were, there would be an opening for her face to be. Yeah, I pictured them as being close to his head. But like she said, that's what like, I thought too. They're right? like noses for those people. So mm-hmm. like everyone gets their own little nose. So you would say that this book was deceiving because you were like, this guy doesn't have horns and the one guy in the book has horns. I mean, I don't know. This is a thing with romance novels. And I would love it if we could ever talk to somebody who does do romance novel covers. Maybe we can. Email us. I would us. love to. Oh, if you do, please email us. I would love to talk to you. But like, it happened on another book that I read this week. This week I read Joanna Shoup's 400 series, which I loved. But there's one book where it, they talk constantly about this woman being a redhead. Mm-hmm. And then on the cover, she's a brunette. And I'm like, it made me so mad. Yeah. It, I think a lot of this stuff is stock, almost. Stock photos. Yeah. Although this seems so specific. specific. It's specific enough, but yet not specific enough. Yeah. We could have like, got more specific. Mm-hmm. I mean, he d- he does look very large. And so that's a big thing. But he's supposed to be really tall and he's, I guess, holding her up mm. in this because she's above him. Oh, um, he's kneeling or something. He's kneeling. Yeah. Or he's lifting her up super high. He's very strong. Mm-hmm. All right, Clayton, tell me, what was this book about? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so our main character is a young lady named Georgie. Mm-hmm. Um, odd name, I thought. Uh, one of my best friend's names, so that was odd for me. Yes, um, odd for both of us, I guess. <laughs> did you? That, that, can I ask this question? Did you, when you heard it was her name was Georgie? Were you? Did you for a second think about Georgie? Yeah. Did you think about her at any point during the? No, it quickly went away. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the book is about. We have a lead character. Her name is Georgie. She is abducted by aliens who have big basketball heads that I imagine were like the greys, like those uh, big-headed aliens that you see in all the sketches that people say they got abducted by. Okay. So she wakes up in a what she figures out is a spaceship with a bunch of other young women, and they're, uh, they're by themselves mm-hmm. at first. And one of the other women explains to her, you got abducted and they do bad stuff to us and don't scream because they hate it when you scream. So these freaky aliens show up. They pull one of the women who starts screaming aside and they rape her. Violently gang rape her. So violently gang rape her and they seem to be enjoying it. So right there, this is unlike any of the books we've read before. Something happens. They're gonna they're gonna try to escape because Georgie is our hero, and mm-hmm. she's like, "I don't want that to happen to me. I gotta get out of here." So I'm gonna try and fight. But something else is happening. Uh, they don't even really get a chance to fight all that much because the spaceship crashes. Uh, the spaceship crashes crashes on a winter planet, a planet mm-hmm. that's super snowy that Georgie thinks is is uh, uh, the Earth, but Another girl's like, this is not Earth. Mm-hmm. So Georgie's all busted up and broken, but she takes one of the alien spacesuits and goes out, and she stumbles across Vectal, our ice planet barbarian. Our hero. Our hero. So they hook up. They have some adventures. We can get into the detail of that. Yeah. And then she eventually gets his, gets him to come back and save the other girls. Mm-hmm. And then the other girls uh, get with the tribe Mm-hmm. And I guess they're going to be uh, paired off. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the other part is that there is a symbiote that she realizes that in order to exist on this planet, yes, you need to take in a symbiote called a key, qui, qui, um, and that is what makes it so you can acclimate to the planet and that mm-hmm. you can breathe. Because if you don't have the symbiote, you die within eight days. Yes. And the other thing is the qui is the thing that will start vibrating when you are with your mate and then you're supposed to mate for life. Yes. And you resonate. So you can resonate with somebody, which mm-hmm. means that your qui starts purring, mm-hmm. basically. And Vectal's qui starts purring when he sees Georgie. Yeah. So- but, but she doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a qui until later. Mm-hmm. And then also, a uh, big plot point, there's a lot, a lot of fucking in this book. This is erotic. Like, I do think that there is a discussion to be had of what is erotica versus erotic romance. Yes. I do think this is erotic romance. I don't think this makes it to erotica. Okay, wow. Then what is erotica? Because, (laughs) holy shit. Like, I'm not a prude by any means. Not a prude. But I was, I did not expect this. I think it's so funny because I did not think that there was an abnormal amount of sex in this. Okay, I, 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 so, but the books that we read previously have not had as much. I mean, the last book that we did, or at least uh, the book that we did called The Proposal, Proposal, which I really loved, was a modern romance, and they cut away from the sex. Yeah. And And they did not cut away from the sex here. (laughs) No. No. I think this, because, yeah, I mean, there were four or five sex scenes, but this is also a um, 180 page book. Mm -hmm. So it is. That's, that ends up being quite a significant amount. Yeah. Um, I think those are all the big plot points. Yes. So let's let's dissect it a little bit. I mean, I do think here's the thing. Well, did you like this book is a good question. I feel like I had a lot of – I feel like that – I. so I had never read this before mm-hmm. we read this. I literally read it yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. I found out about it because – a really wonderful uh, romance author named Sarah McLean has this fantastic list on her website of like 200 romances that she loves. And I, she was raving on Twitter about this. And I like remember looking at a good reason being like, this seems kind of odd, but like as a mental note, like, Oh, this is something that somebody that I admire really likes. So I might like it. So that's how we ended up reading it. And I think I thought it was going to be much sillier mm-hmm. and how violent and terrible, terrorizing it is for those first 50 to 75 page for a long time yes i was not prepared for Mm -hmm. and really like messed me up it Mm -hmm. was not good and ultimately i did like it ultimately i will read more books in this series because i'm in yeah and i do love a series and you know what's going on with lisa she's the next one um but i but i i think we before we get into like all this silliness I do think we need to talk a little bit about Dominique, who is the woman who like shows up, is violently gang raped. And mm-hmm. we spent a long time on that scene, which I felt was I was just like, why are we here for so yes. long? Ultimately, what ends up happening to her, we don't see her again mm-hmm. until she's frozen dead in the snow. Yeah, she has she has such a tragic story. Yeah. And I feel like I, I, I was just like. I don't understand what the author is doing with this because I'm like, whenever it's women and especially that you would have women in this cage situation, like the threat of rape is already there. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we know that is a possibility that it happened, but even you could just have it be the threat of death, but just that it would be a, a violent gang rape that we see. Mm-hmm. And then she gets no redemption. 
not she, not redemption, but she gets no happy Re- ending. Yes, Dominique does not get to have revenge. Right, that revenge. we know of. I mean, do we know? Do we know if there's a book in this series that is from her point of view? God forbid. I hope not, because no. that'd be a horrible, depressing read. Mm-mm. But so that was what got me. Was that that rape was an attack? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't supposed to be erotic at all. It was supposed to be violent and disturbing. No, I don't think that was supposed to be erotic. Right? Because no. it wasn't at all. No. It, and not even like in a – it didn't seem like this was written in a problematic way where people would get off on this because this is a uh, a trope or something. No. It was straight up terrifying and gross. The other thing is it starts out with these women being kidnapped and they have to shit and piss in buckets. Yeah. And there's a point where the uh, Georgie is going to try to break free and she is going to like grab the uh, alien sentry's gun and stuff. And in the struggle, she gets covered in the shit bucket. Right. And she is covered in shit for the first half of this book. Mm-hmm. Not half, but the first quarter of this book, including, including when she stumbles upon Vectal and he disrobes her, and gives her oral sex See, while that's, she's yeah. covered in shit. Well, it's her... Her clothes were covered clothes. in shit. No, no, well, yes, but she was still had feces on her yeah. when he went down on her. That's, okay, so that's the other thing. So then the only sex that we've had is this, like, very violent Violent sex. rape. And then... Vectal finds her and I am very happy that we switched between Vectal and her point of view mm-hmm. I was nervous it was going to be just her point of view the whole time which I find hard yes does that happen a lot because not o- a lot yeah the the only books I've read have that uh, one that goes back and forth yeah. the there are some that are just one and I don't know I don't find it as interesting so Vectal is a hunter and so he she gets trapped in one of his traps and then she he brings her to a cave and then immediately is like this is my residence this is my mate and immediately goes down on her. Mm-hmm. And so she's awoken by him going down on her. A blue alien with horns. With horns. Going down on her. And then she's like, I'm kind of weirded out, but this also feels really good. He's amazing at oral sex. So she like comes. Uh-huh. I, I just felt that I was like, I just feel like if I am her, I You're would be. so traumatized. And the last you thing not you be want. Traumatized? The last thing you want is to be sexual after yeah. you've seen that. Uh, happened to somebody that you, I mean, just met, but still, that was going to happen to you if you didn't do anything. Yeah. So, and that was also the day before, pretty much. The, yeah. In the timeline. It, there was not a lot of space mm-hmm. to mm. to get over it. Um, so that I think immediately made me be like, I'm not. This isn't turning me on. No. Because I don't know. I don't know how I can after reading that get sexually excited by this book yeah at least at first because that was a (laughs) you know at first right yeah 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 so that i think that was a weird choice by the author i yeah i do feel like the first it and it just and it also seems like things that weren't necessary Mm -hmm. because it's like there is definitely a cultural conversation around using rape as a catalyst for a main character, especially women. But that wasn't a catalyst for her. Mm-mm, no. It just was – there was no reason for it. And then her dying, I was so sad. And that's kind of where I stopped reading for the day because I was like, this fucking book, what is happening? I'm bummed out. I do feel like there's that. And then there's pretty much from her meeting Vectal 
on, it's like a different mm-hmm. vibe of the book. And I did really enjoy that part. Yes. And I found that part really fun. But like the, I was just like so messed up by the first part that it just seemed like it was such a long. It was hard to then win me over to like like this book. But I did. I got there. Okay. Um, What about you? What are your feelings? Yeah, I I was surprised. I was surprised by how graphic this the the sex in this book was. Same, like I said, it was hard to overcome the uh, the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I do think I'm into the uh, the trope of you know alien sex. Yeah, I think it's cool, and I'm into that. And it's something you can do in a book that you can't really do in other media. Porn. Right? Porn, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Is like when I was when I was reading this, is like I get why someone would read this instead of watching porn because you can't really make this not goofy in porn. Yeah. But what I found reading this book overall is that I missed I missed the romance because I didn't feel like this was a real good romance. Right. I didn't believe that they loved each other. Right. And because how could you? How could you? I mean, they just met, and he's got horns and a knobby dick. Well, um, the knob is three inches above. And I love how when she first sees his dick, she's like, he's hung like a horse, uh-huh. which also is a trope that I do find really exhausting because they, they're always men with the biggest dicks you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and a horse cock is so big. It's too big. On a person, it's so big. It'd be like trying to fuck a can of tennis balls. Uh-huh. Nobody wants to do that. No. Is that a trope? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a well-known yeah. trope. Um <laughs> But then she's like, and then there's this like little knobby part, like three inches above his dick. Like, I wonder what that's for, like a little horn. I'm like, well, bitch, you know that's for your You clit. know what this is for your clit? <laughs> and, and why is this alien's like whole biology down there set up for human vaginas and butts? Because then when they go, um, when she turns around and they go uh, uh, doggy style, there's she... something that's bumping ag- against her butthole oh, pleasurably. Yeah, yeah, as she should. But why was he made that way? I don't know. Yeah, and when she wants to do a doggy style, he's like, remember, we all have tails. We can't do it this way. And she's yeah. like, <laughs> wiggles her ass at him. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. But then the other thing that made me think, then why does he have that piece that would hit the butthole? Is it does something to the tail? Does it push the tail aside? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Do you know like why? So if they can't have if they can't have doggy style sex, then why is his penis so great for? Is it? It can't just be an accident. No. Also, dogs I mean, have tails and have doggy style sex. It makes me. It makes me think that there has to be intelligent design. <laughs> <laughs> that there was a bigger thing going on. Absolutely. As to, I mean, I think this book does prove the existence of um, God. Yeah, because he would be like, okay, so just in case <laughs> that, say, a human that I created yeah. and these uh, creatures that I created mm-hmm. meet somehow, mm-hmm. I got to make it so that they can have the most pleasurable sex with each other as possible. Yeah. Because God, he's omniscient. He thought of everything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. totally. I mean... If if nothing else, I think Ruby Dixon is definitely a, a theist. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know her. But I do think, yeah. That's like, that. I love how that's the worst thing we could say about her. Like, the worst thing we've said so far is that she may believe in God. <laughs> um, How, 
I mean, I also loved that there is a point where they go to a, like an abandoned spaceship mm-hmm. that he didn't know about. Like, that's the thing, too. It's like these are intelligent people. And he had been going to this cave that was actually a spaceship. Yeah. And he never figured that out. And nobody in the, in the 287 years they've been on that planet, like, was like, let's let's hit a button, see what happens. Like, <laughs> yeah. nobody. Those things must not do anything. Why are you, they're yeah. not curious as people, I guess. But that's not true because he was very curious about her vagina. Oh, her yeah. third nipple. Her third nipple, which she is what could... he called his clit, her clit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she hit some buttons and it's like, oh, um, it was a computer that was basically just like the, what's that called? Oh, from... Oh, the exposition computer? Yes, absolutely. And so she was just like, listen, I can speak every language. Also, mm-hmm. I have this thing. I can zap you so that you could speak his language. He could speak ours. Which I was like, this is very convenient, but also I like this. Like, let's have them talk to each other. I can't do this much longer. The game of, there's a game uh, during the beginning where they can't understand each other's language and mm-hmm. they're using hand signals and they kind of hear things that sound a little bit understandable so mm-hmm. they have enough of an ability to understand each other but that i was like if this is gonna be it for a long time it's too much Mm -hmm. we gotta have her figure out what's happening now there was one of the girls in the crash who had a translator Mm -hmm. they had i guess one translator these these like stapled it to her ear and so she could understand all alien these basketball head aliens did that and so she comes into play and she's a translator for a little while but Mm -hmm. she's not our main love interest so we needed Georgie mm-hmm. to to be able to understand Vectal. Mm-hmm. So what do we think of Georgie? Georgie did not really have much of a personality for me. I, I Of all of the heroines, heroines that we have experienced so far in our books, she's the most in, indescript. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know... I don't know much about her. I mean, she's not super smart like everybody in the other books that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, not that she's dumb, but she just intelligence isn't like the main thing. She wasn't talking about quantum physics all the time. <laughs> and she's scrappy, which I like. She was yeah. tough because she said, we'll take on these uh, basketball heads because I'm not I'm not getting that, uh, you know, that treatment. So I like that. I like that she was bold. Uh-huh. She did play a little hard to get with Vectal, but not super hard to get. Oh, no. I mean, th- this was not a hard to get situation. Mm-mm. Because, and also, it was a shorter book. So her getting Conolingus and then submitting to him sexually with, with just full on penetrative sex was very quick. Yeah. Yeah, so I, both of them were kind of indescript for me, which is hard to say about a guy who <laughs> was like seven foot tall and blue and had curly horns on his head. Because they describe him as eight feet tall, mm-hmm. blue. Which is so tall. Too tall. Mm-hmm. Eight feet tall, blue. His eyes, he has no like white in it. His eyes are just glow blue, mm-hmm. which is also terrifying. Yes. Horns. Yep. Fangs. Yes patches of suede like she kept talking is about his skin being suede swedish uh, yeah um four fingers mm-hmm. three toes yes because she tried to wear well she tried to wear the other alien shoes mm-hmm. and they didn't fit but he was really obsessed with her feet because they had an extra toe yeah he was into the five little five toes mm-hmm. so was he hot I kept trying to think. I'm like, how can I make this as hot as possible in my mind? I don't know if I ever got there. Yeah, because it's so different than our us, uh, someone I would see on the street. Mm-hmm. That uh, he does seem like a monstrosity. Oh, he has a tail too. He has a tail, which I'm not not into. No, I don't hate the tail. And then long black hair, which was hard, the hardest part. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I guess he was a stud. I don't. He is. He is. I. I'd need other alien sex books to see mm-hmm. if he's a hot alien compared to other aliens in these books. Yeah. I think I would say I'm not going to make a judgment as to whether he was uh, attractive or unattractive right now. Okay. We can come back to it. Yeah. We can call it the Vectal test. Yes. <laughs> Does it? Vectal will be the kind of middle. Okay. And then you're either hotter than Vectal or you're not as hot as Vectal. And we can move him from the center if we need to. Mm-hmm. I just don't know enough. If we're just finding a lot of people are less than Vectal, mm-hmm. then we know Vectal's hotter. Then he's hotter, so he gets moved up. Um, Georgie, I guess. What does she even look like? I don't know. Yeah, we never. she never... Well, I guess it's also like he's an alien, so he's not going to be like, this is a hot woman or this is not a hot woman. He's just like, this is a woman. This is what women look like. Yeah. It's just like she has a flat face. Absolutely. And a nose and mm-hmm. five toes. Yeah. So you don't get a lot of color there. But I think... Um, I mean, so yeah, I would. <laughs> when you describe her like that... <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say no. Yeah. I also felt like really quickly she was like, oh, okay, cool, there are aliens. Like, uh, this, it was a novella, and but I do feel like there wasn't enough to, like she had to make giant decisions mm-hmm. and she was like yeah cool let's yeah fine y- yeah yeah where it was like oh oh the other part that was bananas so when they get back into the donut village where she's like in his cave mm-hmm. it's warm their furs i mean i was into all that yes and then he they can speak to each other now mm-hmm. and he's like you're gonna I have to take care of you and my kit. And she's like, what's the kit? And he's like, oh, I can make you pregnant. That's why the key did it, because the key only resonates with somebody who you can have can a baby hold with. his child, yes. She jumps up and starts screaming, and then it's like, oh, fuck, 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 I'm pregnant, I'm late. And I was like, what? And I'm like, you were abducted from your bed. Mm-hmm. It has been all of four days yeah. since you first had sex with him. Maybe not even, maybe three. What the hell do you mean you were late? What does yeah. that mean? I, that was confusing, but that was... Also, the days are different um, lengths of time. Like, what? Yeah. I was just like, that. this is, in, this is insane. I know how the female rep- reproductive system works, and this is bullshit. And there are no questions like, am I going to die? Is this baby just going to, like, come out of my uterus? Yeah. Like, is it going to split me open? It's, yeah. Is it going to be, like, five foot tall right. when it comes out? You're like, my alien boyfriend is eight feet tall. Yeah. Like what? I just feel like she was very like, oh, but I like him. He takes care of me. So I guess it's fine. And then. Well, you know, I mean, when's the last time you were on Tinder? Is it hard out there? Oh, it's so hard out there. I mean, come on. (laughs) Vectal is much better than anything that I'm finding. (laughs) Vectal would pass the Vectal test on Tinder. On Tinder, yeah. But so that was the other thing is that I was thinking that baby. Mommy, how would you meet Daddy. Well, I was on this ship with these basketball head aliens, um, and I witnessed a very, very, very violent rape, and then crashed, broke my wrist, and I woke up, I was covered in shit, and he was going down on me. Yeah. That's what I meant. Is that the meat cute? cute? That was the meat cute in this book. I never felt a bath more than when she finally bathed. Yes. And she said she was cold, but the bath felt good. I was like, yeah, Yeah, let's worry about, (laughs) yeah, let's like, you're cold. Let's not complain too much. Okay. But because then they have to decide because once you take the 
Kui, mm-hmm. you can never leave that planet. Yes, because you can't survive anywhere else with the Kui. And I felt like she was very quick to be like, yeah, I'll take the Kui. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know more about Buy her situation on Earth. I know, because all we know is she's a drive a bank teller. Yes. She eats lean cuisine, <laughs> and she true. went to bed early. That's true. <laughs> you know what? Maybe this would be a better life than the one I have. Uh, yeah, and then she, when she goes back and she's like, all right, ladies. I'm pregnant. And they're all like, we can't leave this one alone for two seconds. And I'm like, why would I would have so oh, many more questions? I know. I have so many questions with my actual life friends who are married show up pregnant mm-hmm. that I I can't <laughs> imagine if my friend who I'm like, hey, can you go see if there's berries out there for us to eat? And then she comes back four days later pregnant <laughs> She's with like, an alien boyfriend. And this dude's got a horse dick that hits me in the perfect place. So yeah. I'm going to play matchmaker. Which is like. Yeah, it hits you the perfect place, which so is like up by your esophagus mm-hmm. also. Like, it's horrible. <laughs> so then she has to convince the other women to do it or not. But she's also, I mean, she is very hands-off on that. She's like, listen, I'm doing it because this guy knocked me up, but, like, you're up to you. <laughs> but you can if you want. Yeah, you can, you cannot. Also, these guys are going to start resonating with you. <laughs> yeah, that so. purring is just for one of you. Don't worry about it. Also, we got to break these other ladies out of these tubes. <laughs> yeah, the tubes. Well, they were the ones who, oh, God, imagine waking up to this. What? Like, they didn't even know they were abducted because they were in tubes. That's the thing that's crazy, too. And it, do you think the author was like, I can't write uh, 12 people right now. This is exhausting. Yeah, so yeah. put some in tubes. Um, we'll break open the tubes later. And then they, and then when she takes on the thing, mm-hmm. she passes out. And the then queen. she, the queen, and then she wakes up and she, he's like, yeah, everyone took it. And I'm like, <laughs> if somebody, because you have to cut your neck and put a worm in it. <laughs> yeah. If I watched that happen to somebody and then they immediately drop down, I'd be like, no. No, I'm not doing it. No, I'll die. Yeah. Let's die then. Because like also, that decision is crazy to make because it's like either I die uh-huh. or I can literally never go home and I have to just like live on not hoth. I hope that Georgie is somebody who makes decisions and sticks to them mm-hmm. and isn't somebody who just does stuff on a whim and then wants to get out of it because guess what Georgie you're not getting out you of this you get out of this because that queen ain't getting out of you no that queen is vibrating yeah that queen making you real hot I do think my <laughs> husband might have a queen because he always runs very very hot, hot? yes and he resonates for you though he does yeah so yeah. does he purr sometimes in his constantly sleep? constantly purring mm-hmm. yeah it's a loud, loud, loud purr. <laughs> yeah. How good could orgasms be that you would be like, I guess I'll give up um, Earth and everything I know and everyone I've ever met? I mean, if you're a bank teller. No offense. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't have a great job either. I famously eat shit 24-7. So mm-hmm. I do feel like I would be not as opposed to this life as maybe you would be. Okay. Who's in a relationship mm-hmm. with a great guy and, you know, uh, I think maybe I'm at the point in my in my in my dating uh, search that, you know what, I would if I woke up in a spaceship, I'd be like, OK, well, as long as the first part of this book doesn't happen, I'm not too against the second. Like part if of this you book. just woke up, you were covered in shit and a woman was blowing you and she was eight feet tall and blue. I, I have been to Mardi Gras, if you're asking. <laughs> um, no, I would be into it. Yes, yeah. of course. You would? Uh, yeah. Oh, so you would go? I would go. I think I would just die. Now, have you read more explicit sex scenes than this? It definitely is the most explicit of the books we've read. Okay. But, like, um, I didn't feel like anything in this book was insane. Okay. Because I, I was ready for it to be more insane based on what you were saying. But, no, like, that he talks about her cunt constantly? No. That he talks about like what it feels yeah, like when she comes. Yeah, that's that's not 
that's not weird for these books? No. Okay, wow, okay. Uh, I just, see, that's the thing, I need to know that. Yeah, I mean, there's always a lot of talk of pre-cum. Okay. There's always a lot of talk of moving that around the head of the penis. Yeah. So pre-cum is a big deal. Mm, I don't know if it's a big deal, but- Is that a trope? Pre-cum? Pre-cum. I don't know. Uh, like a book that's just about just the pre-com, pre-com, and then they cut away. Pre-com and me. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> pre-com and me. Okay, so pre-com's not a trope. Um, I've definitely heard like what it feels like for a man to experience a, a woman's orgasm before okay. when he's inside her. Cool. But what else is like crazy? No, I guess it wasn't crazy. I don't want to make it sound like this. Not was... crazy, but what was so explicit that you were like, "This is wild." Well, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I I wasn't used to reading. I mean, they don't talk about that in my insane clown posse books. <laughs> 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 Will we read books more explicit than this? Um, probably. Okay. Yeah, why not? I. I guess that what I can say about this book is that I did like it. I'm into alien sex, so if we want to read more alien sex, I'm down with that. But I find the lack of a true romantic heart to this, I missed it. Here's, yeah. I want to read, I think that's more, if I'm being candid, what I'm lacking in my life. Mm-hmm. Because the way the internet is, you have access to so much uh, erotic, uh, you know, uh, content, mm-hmm. porn. Uh, so the there's not much difference to me watching porn and reading this other than it's a little bit easier to get your mind into the alien existing because I'm not seeing him seeing him. Mm -hmm. But if if someone tried to do that in a porn movie, I'd be like, this looks so fake. So I'm not saying this was a bad book and I didn't enjoy it, but I feel like if I was in a loving relationship, this, I would have liked this book maybe a little bit more. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. I do think also- Unless it's with an alien and then I'd be like, oh, well, I'm, this is every day for me, so yeah. why do I need to read this? You're like, another nub. <laughs> um, yeah, nubs aren't that great. Let's do Goodreads. Yes. List. I love this part. This is my favorite part I of the podcast. I love it too. All right. First list. Me, Tarzan, you, Jane. Yes. Which I thought was a great list. It's a great list. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, well, I mean, it is calling Vectal primitive mm-hmm. in a way, but it's, I think, communication, uh, the, the having to overcome communication issues. Right. Well, and I think also when Tarzan first saw Jane, he was like, this is my first human woman I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Let's fuck. Cool. Um, and then this is my favorite thing. Uh, Mars needs women trope. Mars needs women. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yes. I mean, he's not doing the one stealing them. Yes, which is I want. Important. I, I want to see him curious about that, but I'm not because I don't want to see what these basketball head aliens are doing. In the third book, they come back. Oh no! Okay, I can't read the third book. It's too much for me. Yeah. The next category: erotica and romances, men, vamps, and alien males with endowed and unique penises. Okay, this is a question for you. Yeah. Is this on the scale of unique penises? Is this a unique penis? That is a good question, though, because the nub is unique. Mm-hmm. The penis itself. It's a horse cock. It's, it's a big, it's just a big cock. Yeah. Huh. Which is like, yawn. <laughs> it is so funny that it's like everything is different, but he still has um, balls and sperm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Okay, next is uh, Best Romance with Forced Arranged Marriage Mating Bonding. Oh, uh, Yes, okay. I would put it on that list. Forced, yeah. Because it is, it is, forced, it is forced for her in a way. Because what choice does she have? She, yeah. 
I mean, he's not forcing himself other than her circumstances are kind of forcing her to do this. Right. And it's not him himself. No. Like he didn't bring her to the planet. But it is also that. This is like a survival relationship for her. And I don't know if I like that. No, because it's like, yeah, I think if if I do think if there was a part of the book where she could have gone home Mm -hmm. and decided not to because of him, I would be more comfortable but this it's sort of like the best of a bad situation yeah yeah because she's like do i want to go back to the basketball heads no yeah do i want to die on this planet in eight days no right he's got a great horse cock but there's no love there he is nice to her he, he is, does treat that's her not very enu- well but see that's not enough it isn't no just because you treat somebody and you're nice that doesn't mean that you should be like with them forever you shouldn't have no. to be stuck with somebody just because they don't, you know, make you shit in a bucket. I know. Next category. So any girls out there? <laughs> <laughs> if only, I mean, that just because be you're part. not being made to shit in a bucket doesn't mean that he's the guy for you. Mm. Yeah, that's good advice. Thank you. Um, list of romance and sci-fi books with interesting mating rituals from other humanoid species. I guess the Kui, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, I don't like the idea of having something in my chest. That's why I need to get my ulcer checked out. <laughs> but um, I, I, I do think it's interesting. It adds a yeah. wrinkle. I like the purring. I think the purring's cool. Yeah, the purring is cool. I'd be with a girl that purred, mm-hmm. like her chest purred. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because I could imagine just like falling asleep with my ear on her chest to like some purring. It'd be nice. Yeah. Um, Romances with forced seduction or rape by the hero. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Have we talked about forced seduction yet? No. I guess we're about to. This I mean, is where I feel like my innocence is being lost. Just explaining what forced seduction. So back in the day, mm-hmm. in the like 70s and 80s when romance started, up until like maybe even the 90s, um, women couldn't be seen as outwardly sexual. And any woman who wanted sex was seen as a bad girl. So in order for the romance novels to have the reader identify with a heroine, she would always have to not really want the sex to begin with. And he would keep having sex with her. And then eventually she would come around. Mm -hmm. So that was called forced seduction. Okay. Uh, It's rape. It is rape. All right. Questionable alphas. Dominant, possessive, jealous, controlling, sometimes scary, but always hot. I don't think he's an alpha. I know. I don't. He's definitely possessive of her, but in not a way that is like a gross possession. He is always just like, I care about her. I want to make sure she's safe. And she's and not suited for this planet. He mm-hmm. has to protect her. Right. If he wasn't that attuned in wanting to protect her she and would watch die. out for her, she would literally die. Because mm-hmm. she would have gotten eaten by those uh, those uh, crazy alien fish in the river when she tried to get in there. Yeah, she would have. And then when she fell into that little ice cave and it was all the the um, ones with the big fangs, the Maluks. Yeah. All right. Best romance books ever? No. I would say no. I mean, I don't know. I've, I have think there's two books we've already read that I like better than this. Yeah. And it, it was also 2094th out of 2626. So then I'm like, oh, maybe I would put it there too. Okay. I mean, if it is, that seems just like a list of all romance books ever. Yeah. So it should be on that list, obviously. It is a romance novel. Yeah. Uh, and then hottest dirty talk. Did you find the dirty talk particularly no. hot? No, no, not really. I was really. trying to think what was. I've definitely read other books with better dirty talk mm-hmm. in them. 
and I didn't feel like this, there was much dirty talk. No, not really. Other than him thinking about her yes. cunt constantly. But that is not dirty talk. No, it's, that's dirty think. Yeah. <laughs> that's dirty inner monologue. Yeah. Is that a trope? Um. Yeah. Yeah, good. Dirty inner monologue. I like that. <laughs> they couldn't communicate for the first few times they had sex. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I think I would have to see it again to think of it. But it didn't stand out to me as being like particularly hot, dirty talk. If I was looking for a book with dirty talk and I found this one, I don't know if I'd be satisfied. Absolutely, yeah. I do think this is a great example of a trope that I don't read very often, Mm -hmm. but it is really big in paranormal, which is faded pairs. So a faded pair is... Normally, it's one part of the couple. Oh, fated. Fated. I thought you meant faded. Fated. Okay. Sorry. Faded pair. Faded pair. Faded I thought it was like two people who had fade haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> faded romance. Um, Faded pairs. So it, yeah, and who is like, we are meant to be together. Mm-hmm. We It was predestined for us to be together. And that's sort of what happens in this, where it's like they are predestined to be together. And what ends up happening with these stories is there isn't much romance because it's not the discovery. Because I think the discovery is the romance. Um, it's a higher power, some whatever higher power you want to believe in, whether you're like this author and you believe mm. in God. <laughs> no, or you're I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, yes, it's like something uh, bigger than yourselves are bringing you together. Mm-hmm. I don't find that to be as romantic as two people who maybe have differences mm-hmm. fall in love through. And have the choice. You have the choice. The, I, a choice is a very big thing for me, I think, in romance. I mm-hmm. want it to be a choice. Yeah. I mean, so that's a big one. And uh-huh. then alien sex, right? That's a trope. Oh, do we? Do you have Do you have a list of tropes? Have you? Did you write them out? Or are you just going to let's just go through them? I have a few tropes that I wanted to see. Okay. Well, you you say what the real tropes are. I mean, I would, I would say that faded pairs. Okay. Non-human hero, human woman. Okay. Yeah, what are ones that you think? Blue balls. <laughs> um, Permanent blue balls. <laughs> blue balls. Nub sex. <laughs> Waste play. Waste? Oh. <laughs> no, they weren't getting off on it being sh- Who knows? He was super into going down on her when she was covered in shit. Well, her vagina wasn't covered in shit. Okay, well, who knows? Pre-cum? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that. Like I was trying to think if there's any other... I mean, the the pregnancy is a trope. Okay, pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, nonchalance is that a trope? Because she was super nonchalant about a lot of stuff. Phases her. Yeah, like that so is amazing. So faded pair, un, <laughs> unfazed <laughs> woman, unfazed woman, <laughs> unfazed heroine. Yeah, she never freaked out about anything. No. I would be screaming the entire time. Like I respect it, but also terrified by it because yeah. she should be freaked out. Yeah, you, nobody runs that cold. headed in the sense of not unemotional but just yep okay okay Mm -hmm. just accepting all right yeah now i get it all right now i'm pregnant Mm -hmm. all right now i just i'm gonna live this cave with this eight foot tall man maybe she's been held up so many times as a bank teller that she's like as long as they're not putting a gun in my face i'm okay with it yeah (laughs) i don't know and then she also keeps talking about how primitive they are and i'm like all right that's a little judgy Mm -hmm. yeah she's saying it in a pejorative way Mm -hmm. maybe they live better than us Listen, there's not many of them, though. No, that's true. I mean, they're they're dying out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why the these humans are their kind of hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the human women. I do love that they're like, guys, I, I discovered a new species. Like, we can fuck up. You can fuck up. Would that be your first question? When a scientist <laughs> comes and says, I've discovered a new species in the rainforest, any questions? Can we fuck it? Yes. I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> yes, we can fuck it. It's got knobs. Um, it's uh, meant actually to st- stimulate the clitoris. Um, uh, when you're doing missionary and then when you are uh, doing doggy style, it will um, play with your butthole in a very satisfying way. Any other questions? Did somebody already ask if we could have sex? Yes. (laughs) Please don't come in late to these meetings, okay? Wow, so that was episode four of Learning the Tropes all the way from 2018. And boy, little virgin baby Clayton... It's so funny to listen to myself talk, being such a newbie, and it, it, I mean, just the fact that, and I kept this stuff in because, you know, the people who have listened to this podcast for a while have heard my evolution, and I didn't want to take some of those parts out, but me asking Aaron about whether the assault in this book was supposed to be erotic was a genuine question that I didn't know because I had not read romance. And now I really, really, really makes me embarrassed to have asked that question because I, I mean, but ignorance is one of those things where you have to be educated. So I kept it in. I wanted to cut it out really badly because I just thought, of course, that wasn't the intent. But at the time, I hadn't read a lot of romances, and it was so, so visceral, that that thing in the book. And I don't want to make this a downer, obviously, because the rest of the Ice Planet Barbarian, this book at least that we read, was wacky and fun. But yeah, it's just really interesting to, to listen to myself asking those questions. But yeah, and then the, the Vectal Test, or as Aaron has referred to, I think, in other episodes, the Vectal Scale, we never really went back to it. But I really do, I think, we haven't read a lot of alien romances, but I think maybe a fun mini-sode topic would be let's go back and look at the aliens that we have read about and put them on that scale or put them to the Vectal test. I think that'd be a really fun mini-sode thing. So if you guys would be into that, if that's something you'd want to hear, let us know. Obviously, you give us so many great mini-sode ideas man ice planet barbarians going nuts it's one of those things that you can't explain but good for ruby dixon it's it's great when independent uh writers and and creatives can just really have success it's the power of the internet sometimes it can be very very good for people which is great so this we didn't do a minisode but normally on our minisodes, we announce our next book. So that's what I'm going to do right now. So our next book is going to be Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. Go get that for your Kindle, for your e-reader, go to your local bookstore, your, your local independent bookstore if you can, buy that book. And I'm very excited to read this book because it looks very, very awesome. And Now I'm going to do all the socials, which Aaron usually does. If you want to email us, you can email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. 
If you want to follow us on Instagram, go to at Learning the Tropes, Twitter at Learning Tropes. I don't have access to the Twitter. And Facebook. We have the Facebook troop, our Tropes troop, which is always fun. Just come join the party. We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. We are going to be ramping up to Virgin Rivers Season 3 debut July 9th. So we're going to have a lot of Virgin River content. I'm excited, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So that is coming as well. It's going to be a packed summer. hope everybody is having fun, and we'll have fun over the holiday weekend and staying safe and... Until next time, happy reading.